Welcome to Finding the More Ministries. In our summer podcast series, we will explore being a friend like Jesus. Each week, we will look at an example Jesus gave us as he demonstrated how he loved others. This series should challenge us all to be a friend like Jesus. And now for today's word. On this week's episode of A Friend Like Jesus, we are going to explore Jesus, the forgiving friend. I don't know about you, but I am so grateful that Jesus is a forgiving friend. I am so grateful that he loves us so much that he not only forgives us, but he demonstrates throughout his word how we are to forgive others and how we are to display back the same forgiveness he has given to us, to other people in our life. And I want you to think about these few things as we kind of kick off this week's episode is have you ever failed someone? And the answer to that is going to be yes. We all have fallen short in some way, shape, or form. We all have had that that moment where we knew we didn't do something right. We've all had that moment where we've had to realize that we have failed in some way. But the key to that is, did we learn anything from our failures? And if you're like me, you can earnestly say that not only have you learned things, but God has been able to take the times in your life where you have made mistakes and teach you something through those mistakes so that on the other side you could grow and be more Christ-like, to be able to understand better maybe what he's asked of us to do or to accomplish or what someone in our life may be going through. And so today, as we look at Jesus, the forgiving friend, I want us to look at Peter. So let's start out with Peter, also known as Simon, and how him and Jesus met, how they came together to know one another. And it teaches us in Luke 5, we're going to look at just a few verses, starting from verse 1 through verse 11. It says in verse 1, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, meaning Jesus, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. So Peter's encounter with Jesus comes about when there's a multitude of people that he's trying to speak to. And he comes into his ship and he says, Will you let you know, press out a little bit and let me speak to the people from your ship? And Peter allows him to get on the ship and, and he sits down and he teaches the people. And so as he's teaching the people, when he finishes, he tells Peter to cast out and to throw his net. And Peter had been fishing all night long. And had caught absolutely nothing. And Peter and his partners had been out there fishing. This is their livelihood. They knew what they were doing. And when they caught absolutely nothing. And for here, this man to come on his ship and say, cast out, throw the net. And Peter says, you know what? We tried all night, but you know, at your word, we'll do it. And so he throws out the nets. And it's such a huge multitude of fish that the net starts to break. 
And then it tells us in verse 8, it says, When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. At that moment, he knew that there was something different about this man. And he fell down, acknowledging who Jesus was. And then we look down in verse 10 and 11. It says, And Jesus said unto Simon, who was also Peter, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. So Peter's encounter with Jesus changed his life. It changed his life to the point that he gave up everything and he started following Jesus. And I want us to start there because I know you're probably wondering. You're talking about forgiving and yet you're telling me how Peter met Jesus. Because I want you to see the story. I want you to see Peter's life. I want you to understand where we're going through Peter in the scriptures today. So Peter meets Jesus. He lets this man just teach off his ship. When all the fish come in, he turns away from everything and he starts following Jesus. And then we learn in Matthew 16, verses 13 through 19, not only does Peter acknowledge that there is something special about Jesus, that he gives up everything to start following him, we learn that he also is the one that God reveals that Jesus is the Son of God. And in verse 13, it says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And if we get down to verse 16, it says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So here Peter, the Spirit of God reveals to him that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responds back to him that his church will be built upon Peter. So we see this. So we not only see that he leaves everything and he follows Jesus, but here we see that Peter is the one that God gives the revelation to, to know that Jesus is the Messiah. We also see Jesus has put on him that he will be the one who builds the church. You're saying, okay, that's all great, but I still don't see the forgiveness yet. Just hold on, we're going to get there. And then we see in Mark 14, verse 27 through 31, and it says, And Jesus saith unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. But after that I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. And Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say unto thee, That this day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. But he spake the more vehemently. So Peter just more diligently says, If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also said they all. So Jesus tells Peter, you know, y'all are going to, he tells the disciples, he says, you're going to all be scattered tonight because of me. And Peter's like, no, absolutely not. I'll never be offended by you. And then Jesus tells him, 
this very night you're going to deny me. But rather than truly listen to what Jesus is telling him, he gets even more bold and more strong and says, if I should even die, I would never deny you. He just throws it all out there. He puts all of his eggs in a basket and he just throws it out there. And you think, well, okay, so Jesus tells him this. And then if we go over to Mark 14 in verses 66 to 72, we find out that that's exactly what Peter ends up doing. And he does it, not only just saying he does not know him to the point of he's cursing and just to every part of his being, as much as he was telling Jesus vehemently that he would not, he turns around and does it in the same energy. And you think, well, I would never do that. Really? You would never do that? Well, just think about these few things. We might not openly say, I don't believe in Jesus or I don't know him. But has there ever been a time that God's pricked your heart and asked you to share the word of God with somebody? To speak up about the faith that you have, the hope that lives within you? And you didn't. You just walked away. Or you just had a general conversation about the weather rather than sharing Jesus like the Holy Spirit asked you to? Have you ever sat quietly when you felt the Holy Spirit nudging you to be bold and, and to share with someone? Or to, to speak up in defense of someone? All of these things are times where we're doing just like Peter. And I know we try to say we wouldn't do it. And I, as I read through Mark 14, 66 through 72, as I go through with the very first time Peter denies Christ, I want to go, stop. Do you not remember what he told you? He told you this would happen. Just stop. But he continues and he denies him again. And we sometimes get caught up in a situation and we get in our own spirit and we get in our own flesh and we don't share the word like we're supposed to or we don't shine the light we shine our own light rather than shining the light of jesus into the darkness of this world we all have times as much as we want to say we would never do those things we all have times where we live out the characteristics of the people that we learn about throughout scripture and i believe that's why they're there they're there for us to know we are not the first ones to do this and that there is forgiveness. In 1 John, we learn that we have a faithful God who is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins if we will just confess those sins. I love this picture of Peter and why I wanted to take you down this story is because Peter, right off the bat, this one miracle, this one preaching lesson, he, he surrenders everything and he gives up everything to follow Jesus. He also was the one that God revealed this is Christ the Messiah. He knew those things. He was the one that was willing to fight and die for Jesus. But yet, at the very moment of fear or whatever it may have been in that moment that got a hold of him, he denied Christ. But this is the beautiful picture of Jesus being our friend, of being our Savior, of being our Messiah, is because in that he also offers forgiveness. 
You see, Jesus didn't say, well, Peter, I told you it was going to happen. I warned you, and yet you went ahead and you did it anyway. No, Jesus had compassion, and, and he loved Peter, and he forgave him. And there's a beautiful picture of this. When we look at Mark chapter 16, verse 1 through 7, it tells us of after he had been buried, put in the tomb, that after the Sabbath, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James went to go to the tomb to anoint Jesus. And when they get there, when we get down to verse 6, it says, And he saith unto them, the angel that was there when the tomb was empty, Be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, as he said unto you. Did you catch it? He didn't just say, tell his disciples, but he said, tell his disciples and Peter. He knew that Peter was defeated. He knew that Peter, just in a place where he wouldn't even know how to go and respond to Jesus, so he tells him, the angel says, go tell the disciples and Peter that he goeth before them into Galilee. He wanted to make sure that Peter knew that he was not excluded. Just because he had failed, just because he had denied him, Peter was not excluded. He had already been forgiven. See, Jesus wanted to make sure, God wanted to make sure that Peter knew he was still part of the group. He was still there and he still needed to come. That the promise that Jesus had given over in Matthew 16 about him going to be the startup of the church, that he was going to be who was the rock the church was built on, did not go away just because he had denied him. That it held true because Jesus forgave. It was to tell him he was still accounted for. I think that's very important for us to see he mentioned him by name to help him to see that it was okay. I think that's also why he warned him before he done it. So he would understand that it didn't catch Jesus by surprise. He already knew. But on the other side, he wanted him to also understand that he had already forgiven him. Because he knows the flesh that we live in and that we are weak. And that's why he tells us in First John that if we will confess our sins... He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins because that's the friend that Jesus is to us. That's the Savior. And in John 21, 15 through 17, I love this beautiful picture. I love how John closes this out. So in John 21, at verse 15, it starts out, So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. And he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. I think it's a beautiful picture. We know that 
Peter denied Christ. And we know that he denied him three times. And here Jesus looks at Peter and he says, do you love me? And he does it three times. And I think that's his restoration of forgiveness. He's saying, Peter, I forgive you. Just feed my sheep. Peter, I know you love me. Just feed my sheep. It's his way of giving him that forgiveness that he needed. It was full forgiveness. He denied him three times, and he asked him three times that he loved him. And he said, yes, Lord, because Jesus already knew that Peter loved him. Jesus already knew that Peter in himself really was willing to do anything for Jesus. Peter had a choice to make. He had to make a choice to forgive himself. He had to make a choice to accept that forgiveness. He had to choose, was he going to live defeated and as a failure, or was he going to live victorious and live in his forgiveness that God had given? Well, we already know the answer to that because we have all of the scriptures. So we know that Peter didn't decide to stay and live defeated. He decided to accept the forgiveness and to move forward for the cause of Christ. And that's demonstrated to us in Acts. It tells us that Peter chose to live in true forgiveness and move forward boldly in the power of the Holy Spirit. And because he chose to take and accept the forgiveness of Christ and move forward, many lives have been saved. Many lives have been changed. And we have this scripture to prove it. Now, we too have to learn how to forgive. We cannot truly forgive and forget but we can forgive and move forward in our walk with Christ and with others. See, we hinder forgiveness when we continue to seek and offer apologies for past mistakes that have already been dealt with. And you say, what does that mean exactly? We can't say that we have truly forgiven someone if we continue to bring things back up. We can't forgive and forget. We're not designed that way. We're human. And the scripture doesn't tell us to forgive and forget. But it does tell us that we are to forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. And Christ does not hold the things of our past against us. It is not held against our account. Therefore, we hinder forgiveness when we continually go back and re-ask for forgiveness over and over and over again. So I challenge you this week. Is there someone that you need to forgive? And if so, forgive them today. Don't keep holding on to it. Don't keep weighting yourself down. Don't keep hindering your ability to move forward. Forgive them. There may be someone in your life that you say, you do not understand how they have wronged me. You do not understand. And I'm just not ready to let that go. What I'm going to tell you today is God has told us we must forgive. It's not an option. We need to forgive. But what else I want you to see is that Jesus knows where we are. And a lot of times we just fail to give it to him. So if there's someone that you're struggling to forgive right now, I would challenge you to start where you are. Go to Jesus in prayer. Tell him that you know he needs you to forgive this person, but you're not ready yet. Would he help you 
would he prepare you and move you to the place where you can forgive and i promise you as you continue to pray that you will feel your heart start to shift and to change and one day when you go to pray that prayer you're going to realize you have no ill will harbored in your heart and that god has made a way and that now it is time to move forward and to forgive and continue on for what god has called you to i know it seems like a lot and you may be saying mitzi i don't want to forgive that person well ask christ to help you with that too telling be honest because god can only work with us when we're honest with him and if we'll continue to surrender it before him he will help us to be exactly who he's asked us to be and he will help you get to a place where you're ready and to give forgiveness and then i ask is there's a forgiveness that you need to receive has someone forgiven you but yet you failed to forgive yourself Have you asked Christ to forgive you, but yet you still hold that burden thinking it's unforgivable? Don't let a burden keep you still. Don't let it hold you back from being all that Christ wants you to be. I ask you to pray on it this week. I ask you to ask God to show you if there's anything that you may have not forgiven. Is there anyone that you need to go to and forgive let god move and work in and through you this week as christ forgave you and is a forgiving friend let us be a friend that forgives the finding a more family would like to thank you for connecting with us today you can find us at www.findingthemore.org or on any of our social media platforms at finding the more Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.